Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Something Sunny podcast. My name is Alex, and I do not have my, I was about to say beloved, but it's not really the right word, my bestie Leah with me for this little mini episode. Um, She is just taking some time to heal, um, and I'm literally driving home from her house right now. Um, I went to hang out with her and Char and hung out a little bit and helped out and I figured I would just turn on my phone and record this little mini Q&A. Full disclosure, I did previously record this before. Um, If you saw my Instagram story, I was like doing my hair and that episode, I listened to it over again. And it just was not hitting the right way. The audio was really messed up. Um, And then I was kind of like, I was literally running around the house. Um, Maybe not literally running, but I was walking around the house trying to put the towels in the dryer, fold laundry, all while like holding my phone. So there were a lot of times and I had to go out to my car to get my makeup bag. It was kind of, kind of a hot mess. So I figured... I literally have like an hour and a half drive because of the beach traffic, so I'm just going to record now. So, that's what's happening. <laughs> um, oh my word, I'm literally driving past a place where it says ingrown toenail removal. Interesting. You can really make a business out of everything. Sometimes I think about that. Like, Andrew has a very interesting job to me. He's a salesman for Ferguson, and like, the he tells me all these work stories of like this vendor for this place came in or there's this pipe for this type of like weld welding and I'm like there are so many jobs in the world that I have no idea about and as soon as that blows my mind but anyways um also on that episode I just recorded we had just gone to a lightning we were just about to go to a lightning game so like Andrew comes in every now and then is like telling me like baby hurry up baby hurry up it's just not it's just not the vibe so I'm glad I'm gonna re-record um and yeah I'm trying to think of little updates um June had a little checkup today all is well Leah and Austin are loving where she's at. She'll be four months tomorrow. Um, and she is the cutest thing. Oh my word. You know how like there's so much cuteness to an infant and like a newborn. And But when they hit, in my opinion, when they hit like four months... There is something, they're just so much more approachable. Like, they're less intimidating. They're way less gentle. You can kind of, they eat less. That's another thing. Like, it's not like June is eating, like, every 30 minutes every more anymore. Now, it's just like, I don't know, it's so much more fun, I feel like. I mean, I'm not a parent, so parents might have a whole different perspective. But as a family member and as a friend, I love a four-month-old. And... I just do. Please don't cut me off. All right, good. All right. What else do I have to say? Any update on me? Hmm. Um, no, I'm feeling kind of left out because I did not watch Love is Blind, did not watch Bachelorette or Bachelor. And that's kind of all the pop culture on my Instagram right now. I just haven't vibed with that. Um... I am accepted this amazing new job. Um, it's kind of news for most people. I feel like I haven't like talked about it very much, but um, I drive past. So my previous job, I was doing the wound care, and I literally loved it. It's, it's literally my favorite nursing job, and um, but like every job, it always has like negative things, but like every job has that. Um, no job is ever going to be perfect, but I would always drive past this, um, primary care doctor's office and it's like right in downtown, it's right off, right near the beach. And it just looks so nice. And, um, have a few patients that are patients there. And one day I just had to go in and I said something. I said like, are y'all hiring or something like that? And 
and I called or something and I talked to the executive. I don't know. It happened like a month ago, all of this, I feel like. So the details are kind of fuzzy. But anyways, they offered me a job and I start that tomorrow. I'm a little nervous because, so if you don't know, like most nurses work 312s um, and they're off the rest of the week. You, sometimes those three are like, like um, organized a little differently. But for the most part, you work 312s. Um, and so most of my career has been that, uh, I have literally, literally never worked a nine to five. Um, and I will, uh, it's Monday through Friday, um, seven 30 to four 30. So it's very, I'm really, I'm very excited for the stability. Um, but I'm also a little nervous because I've never worked that even when I wasn't working 12s, I was working like I feel like I was still working 12s, but I was like working like 3 to 11 or 2 to 12. And it, I'm just so much more of a night person. So a little intimidating thinking of waking up that early, but it's like 10 minutes away. So it should be fine. And Andrew, his work starts at 730. So we'll wake up at the same time. That'll make things so much easier um, now that I live with someone and share a bed with someone it'll be so much easier when we have to get up at the same time I feel like that first week he might be like dragging me out of bed but anyways I think the money for just <laughs> I have to put like a cap on it in my head because the thought of a Monday through Friday job like it just is so new to me so even thinking about it for a year is like really um good financially for us that's what we're gonna do um what else do I have to say this is at Monday had church yesterday church was amazing um little side note we had a really good bible class and um we talked about abortion and that is like something that has been weighing on my heart so much since yesterday And I mean, I could not stop talking about it yesterday because it's something that the church community needs to talk about more. Like it doesn't need to be so hush hush. And I think the hush hush aspect of it is just leading to more abortions. And I don't know. I just think we really need to talk about it. I wish Leah was on here so we could talk about it because we talked about it this afternoon together, but I should have recorded on my phone. But yeah, I just think we really need to talk about it a lot more. And we need to talk about so much other things like sex and homosexuality. Like there's so many things that like my mind has been spinning since. I mean, it's kind of always spinning. (laughs) Let's be real. But since yesterday when we talked about that, it just like opened the floodgates for me of how much we need to be talking about things. And yeah. (laughs) That's kind of random, but that's what you get when it's a one-woman show. Let's go to the Q&A because or else I'm going to spiral and we don't want that. All right. First question. What is your biggest annoyance in marriage so far? (laughs) Um, 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 um. I oh we I hate my answer. We haven't really gotten annoyed of each other. Um biggest annoyance in marriage so far. Sometimes Andrew will put stuff in the sink and he won't put water in it. But it's just like no, that's not even annoying. It's just like eh, probably wouldn't be my choice, but really isn't that big of a deal. Um I asked him this last night. I said, I asked him what his biggest annoyance was, and he couldn't think of anything either. So we're just perfect. <laughs> no, but we definitely get annoyed of each other. But actually, I don't. Hmm, I don't really think I have an answer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Favorite part of your wedding day. Oh, my word. I wish that wedding day episode came out because. It was so good. Oh, it was so good. My favorite part of my wedding day was 
100% without a second thought or doubt, it was walking down the aisle. It was the most magical moment of my literal entire life. Um, To someone before, you know, everyone loves to give like marriage advice, which is great, or wedding advice. And um, someone had told me their only piece of advice was to like really like take in the moment and like remember it and I really really did I feel like when I was walking down the aisle my brain was like so wired I was so focused on remembering that I think that's why it's my favorite is because it's the clearest um and it's like such a special moment like you think about that moment you think about it for so long and I'm not even the type who's like dreamt of their wedding but there is something so special about that moment. Saying my vows was really special as well. I didn't think I was going to get emotional. Um, I thought I was until the day came. And then I wasn't feeling emotional at all. I was feeling so happy. Like I just never felt that happiness. Um, but like when I was walking down the aisle. I obviously looked at Andrew. And he was getting a little emotional. And I just remember, I remember the audience. I remember looking at everyone standing up. And, like, I had been wanting that moment forever. I had found the song I was going to walk down the aisle to before we were engaged. I walked down to, in case you're curious, uh, it's a song called A Grand Finish by Chris Bowers. It's a song from a show called Bridgerton. Um, and I walked out at, like, I I was behind, like, these big white doors, and the doors opened at, I think, a minute and 10 or a minute 12 seconds. That is, when those doors opened and I saw Andrew, and I saw everyone stand up, it was a moment <laughs> that I've never imagined would feel so good, like, I remember exactly how the leaves felt as I like as I took every step and them like crunching. I remember how bad I was shaking and my dad was holding my hand with his other arm. I remember exactly how it felt to be holding his arm. I remember how it f- I could feel like my veil dragging. I could feel like the the weight of it on my head. I remember, like, the sun was shining through the trees so beautifully. I was looking at my bridesmaids and the groomsmen and the officiant, and it just looked like, it looked like a dream, and I was so happy. I looked at my dad because I just, I don't know, it was so unreal. It's such an amazing moment. I can't wait to get the wedding video back. We didn't have money to get like a fancy wedding video, but we just got the ceremony one and I'm so excited to see that again so I could see it from other people's eyes because through my eyes, it was the most beautiful thing in the world. Um, what is another part of my wedding day? Um, I really like cutting the cake. I know it's really random, but like, I felt like my... Like when I look, we only got like sneak peek pictures so far. And when I look through, we got one of the sneak peeks was us cutting the cake. And I was telling Andrew, like, I remember there's a picture of us kissing while we're cutting the cake or like after we had cut it. And I remember exactly how that kiss felt. I remember exactly how that moment felt and what it sounded like, because like at that point, the reception's over speeches are over are speeches over no speeches are not over actually but either way I I feel like the adrenaline had kind of slowed down so I really felt like myself at that point during the ceremony I felt like a higher version of angelic version of myself but during the cake cutting when I saw that photo I was like oh my word I remember exactly how that felt so that was another fun moment is when like you can really be present in your wedding day because your adrenaline isn't like at all time high um that was a really long answer sorry the first look was really good too (laughs) um 
biggest change now being married? Also, last time I did this Q&A, I couldn't answer all the questions because I had a little fly on my shoulders telling me to hurry up. <laughs> so I am actually glad to answer more of these questions. Okay, I'm getting over. Oh, please don't hit me. Okay. Biggest... Biggest change now being married. A thousand. Some of, most of them, most all of them are the best changes ever. Um, I think the biggest one is getting used to sleeping next to someone has been really a challenge for me. Um, it's not a challenge for Andrew because he could sleep anywhere. Um, but for me, it's been a huge, huge challenge. Um, I have not gotten a full night's sleep since the honeymoon. And the honeymoon's different because, like, you're so exhausted. Like, you're at 100 miles an hour, like, I feel like every day. And, like, you're so high on life. I don't know. But I slept well on the honeymoon, so I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then literally the night we got home, I was like, oh, I'm in for some trouble. (laughs) But that is definitely a big change I was not expecting. Um what's another change I was not expecting us to be as attached to each other as we are um I people I don't know I just I don't really care about doing anything with anyone right now (laughs) that sounds horrible but like I mean with like my family and like my close friends I will that hasn't changed but like I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me to like leave him. And I didn't, I didn't expect that. I knew one of my friends, she was in, in a wedding or going on vacation. One of those. And, um, it was literally like the weekend she got home from her honeymoon. She had to leave. And I think about that all the time. I could never be me. I would have literally feel like I was snapping my heart into (laughs) dramatic but I kind of feel like that would have been so hard because you're just so attached to not only the person but like the life you're living in that moment like when we're sitting at home watching tv there is literally quite literally nothing that I would want to do more like that is my favorite place in the world so I wasn't expecting that um, 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 when does Andrew make you feel most loved? Aw, that's such a sweet question. Um, when does he make me feel most loved? Oh my word. Probably when I know that he knows me the best. Like, when I feel fully known by him. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, like when we're, we go out to eat with my dad a lot. So I'm like, I'll go to the bathroom before we order something and like, I'll come back and Angel will be like, Oh, like I got you a Sprite or a Shirley Temple or, and stop sleeping on Shirley Temples, ladies and gents. Shirley Temples are bomb. Don't judge me for it. All right. Maybe 26, but I can get down with Shirley. But, like, when I come back to the table and he's like, oh, I ordered you you're a Shirley Temple and this appetizer. Like, that's when I know I feel, that's when I feel the most loved is when I'm the most known by him. I should have ran that yellow light. Dang it. Okay, this is a throwback. But you know when you were learning to drive, the biggest thing for me when I was learning how to drive that was hard for me was understanding yellow lights and like when to run them and when not to I was so confused about it I was so confused and like my mom taught me how to drive I I feel like most moms teach their kids how to drive but my mom taught me and she always said like if you have time to think about it you can probably run it but I think she'd be disappointed in me because I do be running every yellow light (laughs) oh my also my other confusion when I was learning to drive was how to go the same speed like I couldn't figure out how to like just go continuously at 35 miles an hour 
I was always either going like down to 30 or up to 40. Like I could never figure it out. And she always used to say, just relax your big toe. And I still use it. I still use that trick. So you're welcome. Um, did I answer the question? When does he make, yeah, when he makes, when I'm the most numb. Or like, like when I say, hey, can you make me a cup of coffee? And I drink different types of coffee throughout the day. So like during, like in the morning, I'll make usually like a black coffee. And then through the day, I might get like a fun iced coffee or um, a nice black coffee. Or like I just drink to, or maybe in the morning, I'll drink coffee with milk and that's it with no creamer, just milk or different things. But at night, I almost always want coffee with a fun creamer like vanilla or like hazelnut. And... I and Andrew will always know that he always knows the color that I like how much creamer I want in my coffee at night and the perfect color and something it always tastes better when he makes me the coffee at night I don't know it's definitely a mental thing but every time I ask him hey can you make me a cup of coffee he it's just always perfect it's always perfect and he always picks out a fun mug for me and if he doesn't have the right mug, he'll wash the one that he wants to give me. And I just love it. It's just like little things like that. I just love it. Okay, I need to take a drink because I do be talking. No fun Starbucks right now. Just a lukewarm Diet Coke. So, <laughs> All right. Finally out of the traffic land. Now just congestion land. But I'll take congestion over traffic. Um, how have you made your house feel more like a home? Oh my word. Hmm. Well, decorating is not my answer for sure. I had some people over the other day and they were like, oh, in my, in my head, my apartment's decorated. Like, that's it. Like it's, it's done. I did what I can do. <laughs> it's done this person goes so what are you thinking like decoration wise and I was like oh I gotta break it to them that this is it (laughs) I don't have the decoration eye so if someone wants to come over and have the decoration eye you're more than welcome to if you want to fund it you're also more than welcome to so that is definitely not my answer how I've made it more of a home um I think when me and Andrew have dinner together and like have like our coffee at night, that's when we make it a home. And I don't, I don't even know if that's the right answer. Sorry if that's not the answer you're wanting. Um, but we always, I love cooking. So almost every night we'll have like a home cooked meal. And I don't know, there's just, there's something that that dinner with him it makes it feel like a home I don't know if that's the right answer but that is my answer having a home-cooked meal with him and watching the amazing race yes we're still going we've watched like seven seasons of amazing race that is my how it feels like a home but like honestly anything with him feels like a home which is stupid and cliche and classic but it's true all right next question advice for someone who is planning a wedding (laughs) I I unfortunately have not gotten out of the stage where I uh, don't regret not eloping wait I think I said that wrong I don't know everyone says that like while you're wedding planning you will want to elope but like once you've gotten married you'll be glad you didn't but I still am glad I'm not glad that I didn't I don't know if I'm saying that right um but so my first answer would be probably elope <laughs> um my second answer is advice oh my word um don't go in debt I'm so glad we did not I'm so glad we spent 
I mean, you can't spend the bulk of your money on a honeymoon, but we spent a lot of money on our honeymoon instead of perks for the wedding or the reception. And I would do that a thousand times over. Um, our Where we stayed at was really nice for our honeymoon, and I wouldn't have wanted anything different. I think about it, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I'm so glad we had a nice place instead of, like, a taco truck at our wedding. But... Again, that's just preferences. Some people dream of that amazing elaborate wedding. And I've been to those weddings and they're amazing. And some people love that. And that's all good. Different strokes. Um, my other advice is just don't listen to people. Thankful, like our family, especially. Uh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Um, I would say just do what you guys want. Like, do, don't listen to anybody else. Um, there's some, there are going to be people that have opinions on decorations or money or invites or dresses or, thankfully we didn't have any of that with mine, but with the dresses, but, um, just understand like it's not and like if if they have an issue with it like that has nothing to do with y'all like they have well and good intentions they probably don't mean anything by it but what they say it doesn't really matter just shake it off and say oh thank you for your input because that's just what they're doing they're just trying to have something to say and it just doesn't matter what anyone thinks or says about your wedding or what their advice is to you. Same with marriage advice. There, there has been some bad marriage advice that we have been given or some very bad marriage stories that we've been told. And that will have no reflection on the marriage that we have. Just like the wedding advice that we heard. Some of that had no, um, nothing to do with our wedding. So just take everything with a grain of salt. If you can get something from it, great. If you don't, then you don't. And it's all good. And you just, just keep on vibing. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of something. I don't even want to get into the bad marriage advice people have given us because it's been very bad a few times. Um, and that's something like we need to really work on as a society is like not talking about like the negatives. Leah talked about it when she was talking about um, how she's had a great time like breastfeeding and she had a wonderful time having a C-section. I mean, not a wonderful time, but you know, there's so much negativity going into like, oh, you have a medicated labor. Oh, you have a C-section. Oh, you have a natural birth. Oh, well, you just want attention or, oh, you like breastfeeding. Well, I couldn't breastfeed, so you shouldn't be excited or just so much back and forth and I think a lot of that also happens when you get married and a lot of people will say like like the cliche happy wife happy life just grinds my gears to the high heavens because that is not okay um a wife is not the only person in marriage um it should be happy marriage happy life and if you don't have a happy marriage, then you got to work on that. It's not, it's not one person or the other. I hate people. I hate it when people say that. And so many people say that, like we even got that on like a few like bridal shower cards of like, congrats, here's your blanket. Um, happy wife, happy life. And I was like, that's all you had to say. What? Like people who've been married like 30 years, like y'all have some wisdom. I would love to hear it. And like, that's it? Really? But just with any advice anyone gives you, including me, take it with a grain of salt. That's my advice. All right. <clears throat> Let's check my text messages real quick. Oh, he said, be safe. Oh, I love him. All right. Will you guys ever move to Arkansas? Ooh, a juicy question. All right, so the answer is, I don't know. Um, we do not know what the Lord has planned for us. Um, I will say as of right now, there are no plans in motion. Um, 
I also will say for my fear of, not fear of, but we definitely don't want kids right now. If we are blessed, then we're blessed. But that's also not something in our plans right now. But if that were to happen, then the thought of moving to Arkansas where we have so many loved ones and family members and where we genuinely both literally love, um, where the rent is a thousand times cheaper, that is definitely something that is on our minds. Um, But right now we love Tampa Bay and Clearwater and we genuinely love where we're at. Andrew loves his job. I could kind of go anywhere. That's the best part about being a nurse is you kind of kind of go anywhere. And any, anywhere I'm with Andrew is great. Um, but yeah, no plans right now. Um, but when, every time we do talk about our future, um, Arkansas is always one of the options. So hope that gives you some juicy insight. Okay. Um, advice on supporting a friend or family's grief journey. Great question from a great person, I will say. Um, uh, I have so much. Um, definitely understanding that maybe there are going to be some things that they want to talk about that you don't understand. And that's okay. Um, I think there's so much wisdom we can learn from the story in Job where his friends just sat with him and that's sometimes all we need. And I think we hear that advice very frequently of like, um, just sit with them or just don't say anything, but it really is true. Like you don't have to say anything because nothing can be said. Like they're situations where there's no words that are going to change it or make them feel better. But just knowing that they have you as a safe place, as someone that will understand that they don't understand it, but that they're there and that they're trying, that is very important. Um, Also not asking questions, not asking many questions. I think you can ask some questions because some it's just conversation and talking, but um, there are times where you just shouldn't say anything and it takes, it might take some, uh, hard lessons of learning that, but that's also important. Also can't stress enough how amazing flowers are, um, Starbucks orders, money on Venmo, DoorDash, Uber Eats, like things like that, just to make it easier, just to make the room a little bit brighter. Um, Just knowing that, oh, that person has $5 so that when either this all comes down, they can go get a coffee or just something like that. I think that's very underrated, but it's very sweet. Um, what else? Um, I think something that is very helpful is understanding. I want to be careful how I say this. Um, I guess just reading the room and maybe not complaining so much when about trivial things, when that person is going through something and you're complaining about like an annoying coworker and saying, Oh, this ruined my day or like you had bad service at a restaurant and now you're in a bad mood and just remembering like this person just lost someone or like this person's having a really bad day. Why am I talking about this? Or, talking about good things I mean like there are a lot of times a lot of times where I would be having a really bad day and that's also something that like the person who's grieving has to grow through and understand that like life doesn't stop and there's time to be sad and there's a time to have joy and 
it's also hard for that grieving person to learn that. Um, but there are a lot of times where I was personally struggling mentally with losing my mom and it was very, very fresh. And a friend would say that, I don't know, like it sounds so annoying, but it was just so hard sometimes to hear while I'm like driving home from having the like funeral meeting to have someone talking to me and saying how amazing their day is and how they're at the beach and it's perfect weather and everyone should go outside. And then you're sitting there and you're like, oh, well, I just picked out tablecloths for my mom's funeral. And it was just so hard to hear that. So maybe just read the room. Um, There's also a side where it's hard because it's like life does go on. So I don't know if that's advice, but just maybe an insight, I think is a better word. Um, That those kinds of comments really sting sometimes. And just because it stings doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about it, but maybe, maybe wait and talk to that person and say, how was your day? Let's talk about that first. And then that person probably wants to be distracted and wants to hear about your day. And that's when you talk about the beach and how they should go outside and get some sunshine. You know, there's just different ways to weave it. Um, all right. Has your grief, this is a good question, has your grief gotten better since you got married and found Andrew? No. (laughs) No, my grief has not gotten any better since Andrew has come into my life because my grief has nothing to do with Andrew. I think uh, having someone, or I know, having someone's support and love and comfort and assurance is crucial to grieving and the grieving process but his love and his comfort does not change how much I miss my mom or the sadness that comes with that or the empty void that comes with that um no matter how much Andrew loves me which is so much it can never be my mom's love it could never be and that's okay and he understands that He would never, he doesn't want to be my mom. He wants to be my partner. And I think, I think that when people think that a person will fix their issues or it doesn't always have to be loss. It could be loneliness. It could be, it could be anything that that usually doesn't end well. Maybe it does sometimes, but I don't, I don't think it always ends well. Um, Because that's just not how people are. Um, And I love Andrew. And having his support helps me through my grief. And I always know that he's my safe place to talk to. Um, But, yeah, it has not helped my grief at all. Um, What is your favorite thing about living with your hubby? Um, Coming home to him. I mean, cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Um, Coming home to him, waking up to him is the best thing in the world. Um, Like, it's just the coziest thing when you're, like, groggy and confused (laughs) to, like, roll over and be like, oh, there's my favorite person in the world. And I don't know. I just, you know that song, Next to You? I think it's by Little Big Town. That's a really good song. And I think about, um, I, there's a lot of lyrics in that that hit home to me because it says, like, I breathe a little deeper when I'm next to you. Uh, I sleep a little better when I'm next to you. Also, <laughs> hypocritical because I, in fact, do not sleep better when he's next to me. But my heart does. So that's what counts, right? Oh, um. Nothing. I just missed the pod. Oh, me too. Me too, me too. Um, hashtag me too. Um, I really do miss the pod. But it's just not the time right now. And one day, hopefully soon, it will be. Um, 
but just not right now. You know, no one wants to record after that. Um, we actually wanted to start the podcast before my mom passed away, but it's just like, it just wasn't the vibe. It wasn't the time and recording an episode right now is not the time. Um, but speaking of, you should stop this podcast and go send her a message on Instagram. Um, her Instagram is literally all over something sunny podcast Instagram. So you should go text her, send her a message, send her some money on Venmo, maybe send her sister Shar something, um, send Shar a message. Um, Leah's really low key about it, but I'm gonna give her a quick shout out. Um, she basically moved here for her grandparents. She was very close with them. Um, she, I don't know. It, <laughs> she's not, I, I don't want to talk about it too much because that's not my place, but I will say she did a lot for them. Her and Charlotte, they worked really hard at loving their grandparents so well. Um, and I have learned so much from them at how, how they cherished that relationship and that time that they had. So that was a, it's a really big loss that they're going through. Um, and they're having to clean out their home and they're having to clean out the facility that they were in and so it's so much it's not only grieving right now it's also like a lot of hectic like moving sorting through things that remind them of them and that are theirs and having to decide okay like what do I do with this something that people don't talk about very much with grieving but like after they're gone like what do you do with their clothes you know and so they're having to deal with that and we haven't even dealt with that with my mom so they're even braver than we are because they're having to make those decisions and they could just really use some encouragement so I would really send them a message um and if you don't know Shar, we did an episode with her called truth from a single mom and you can just hear the love and wisdom that she has in her heart if we need to have her on another episode um but yeah so that's a little update on them um Leah and I both miss the pod. I know she misses the pod, but this is just how it is for right now. And it's temporary. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Let's do a light question. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of what my biggest annoyance is. I'm going back to that. Biggest annoyance in marriage. Okay. Okay. I'm really trying to think. Oh, okay. This is a good one. Andrew is very, very, very good about being on time. And I am way more chill about it. Oh, there's a cop next to me. I'm trying to record. Okay, one second. I'm going to put my phone down for a sec. Okay, I'm not like on my phone, but I'm holding it up to my mouth. And I'm always like a little scared of a cop. <laughs> Anybody else? Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Being on time. And Andrew, like, I can get ready pretty fast. Like, if I wake up on Sunday morning a little bit later or a lot later than I intended, like, he doesn't understand that I can get ready very, very fast. And I can put makeup on in the car. And I can put my hair up in a cute, messy bun and in a fun dress. And you'd literally barely never know. Unless my hair is, like, considerably grosser. But you probably wouldn't even know. But Andrew has a different morning routine. He, like, has to shower, has to make sure, I don't know, he just has to do more steps. And I don't. And so sometimes, like, when I'm rushed, he thinks that, I don't know, he just, it makes me more nervous because he's nervous. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. But I guess that's not, I don't know, that doesn't even annoy me because he's probably right. I probably should just not be risking it so often I don't know I'm trying to think what he would say about me um I don't know probably he doesn't like watching YouTube videos and I love watching YouTube videos (laughs) 
If you give me Good Mythical Morning, Emma Chamberlain, and James Charles on a loop, I'm good. Andrew's like, I can't handle this 10-minute video, but I can handle all of them. That would probably annoy him. And I, when I lived at home and I was single and unmarried, I would watch YouTube before bed. That was, like, my thing. So then moving in with him, that's also what I would try to do. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't want to watch James Charles as I'm closing my eyes. I'm like, well, I do. So what do we do? <laughs> um, all right. This is a good one. <clears throat> Settle down for this one. Settle in, I mean. <laughs> Settle down. How did you go from being fully engulfed with caring for your mom, but also being independent to wanting to share a life with someone? Okay, that was like two questions. I struggle with wanting the whole family thing, but struggle being dependent on someone and sharing my life with them. All right, number one, thank you so much for writing that because so many people relate to that. I think everyone in their life can probably relate to that um hmm I think I hate my answer (laughs) um I I always knew deep down that I would get married I never I never had even though even when I was like the only single one out of my friends I never not thought that I would get married. Um, I just knew it wasn't my time yet. Um, and I, because I think I knew that I was able to really lean into being single, even if I would be like casually dating. Um, and I, genuinely love like being with myself which is I think what you're saying which I think a lot of people can relate to like I would go to the movies by myself I would go to dinner by myself I highly recommend movie by yourself um but I kind of got in a rut of maybe not a rut but I was just like I like just kind of being on my own like I liked it um but I also in the back of my head knew I was going to get married. I didn't know who. I didn't even know Andrew. Um, But I just kind of knew. And then (laughs) I remember I prefaced that I hated my answer. So I prefaced it. Um, But then I met Andrew. And it was just so easy. And all of a sudden it was just like, well, why wouldn't I? why wouldn't I be with you like my life is better because you're in it like this would be stupid um so I I don't know it was just it wasn't a struggle anymore when I met him because it wasn't like I was giving anything up I wasn't giving up my independence or anything like that It was just, I was adding something that made my life fuller and it made my life have more meaning and yeah, it just made my life better. It was, it wasn't a dramatic, like love at first sight kind of thing. Like I think it was from immediately after like probably like two or three days of talking, it was a deep understanding that my life was better talking to him and having him in it. So that's my answer um my answer to the other one fully so the other question in that question is how did you go from being fully engulfed with caring for your mom to wanting to share life with someone I didn't I did not want to every guy I would talk to I did not I told them that I took care of my mom but I would never go into detail about it because I was so I thought I had convinced myself it was so unattractive. I had convinced myself, like, who on earth would want this? I wouldn't. I sure wouldn't. Um, So I had just convinced myself. Oh, what's going on? One moment. Okay, so sorry. I'm back. (laughs) That was very an awkward, quirky moment. 
um, there was like a cop that was like awkward distance and he was like zooming through traffic. That was very awkward. And then of course you get in your head, you're like, he's coming for me. He's pulling me over. <laughs> but anyways, back to that question. Um, yeah, I felt super, I felt that my situation was so unattractive. Um, no guy would ever want to be with me. Um, no guy would ever sign up for that. Um, because it was just so heartbreaking. And like, I was like, would play it in my head of like, okay, get home from a date. What am I going to say? Like, oh, I got to go home early. I have to feed my mom or like do something else. Like I just, I couldn't play that out of my head enough for it to sound like attractive. And so I had basically told myself like, no guy will want you. So my plan, literally a secret, my plan was to move, um, somewhere. Um, Arkansas, funny enough, was an option, but I had a whole plan when my mom would pass away that I would move and I would like take a year off of work and I would, I even thought about getting an apartment on Clearwater beach and like diving into work and working like crazy travel nurse assignments so I could pay for it. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but that was my plan. And I was like, I'm going to meet someone after because there's no way someone would sign up for it right now. And then I met Andrew and it just was easy. Like it wasn't, it wasn't this big, like show. Like it was, I like you. I love you. And this is horrible. And because I love you, I'm going to go through it with you. Um, I don't even think he saw it as like, um, something he was stepping into I think he saw it as something he had to hold my hand through um and he would tell me that when he found out about it he was actually super attracted to it I kind of still like am I still kind of think like there's no way but um he was very attracted to it he thought it was really cool and he genuinely liked me more because of it, uh, which I still don't really get, but whatever. I'm just going to believe him. Um, but yeah, um, I did not want to share my life with someone while I was fully engulfed. And that's part of the beauty of God's plan is I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea that was going to happen and that was going to be my life. And uh, yeah next question um, 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 um. there's a lot of a lot of deep ones here you guys um sorry I'm trying to find a happier one but there's not um next question did your mom being sick interfere with your faith? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I was really... I struggled. I struggled so hard for a long, 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 long time. Um, I was so angry you guys I was so angry and I still every now and then I I won't get angry but I'll get jealous um and I have to fight the devil trying to take that loss and turn it into something that pulls me away from Christ because that's what he does um but it's something I still struggle with on a smaller scale, but at the biggest scale, I did have, I had no interest in being a Christian. Um, I'll be straight up with you guys. Um, I'm thankful that I had my, my whole family basically is Christians and all of my friends basically are Christians. Um, and I'm so thankful that those are my people because that I don't want to say like that's what was holding me to it but 
in a way it kind of was because I was so angry. I was just like, but then you play the game in your head of like, okay, well, if I, if I stop going to church, then what's going to happen with my family? And like, you know, the logistics of that. And I, I was holding on for a lot of the wrong reasons. Um, but it turned out okay. So I'm glad it did, but this is definitely not like the advice what to do. Like definitely not. Um, but I was just so angry and I was so bitter and jealous. And I was started asking the question, like, why would God do this to me? Like, why, why, why did he have to pick me? Why did he have to pick my dad? Why did he have to pick my brother? Why did he have to pick my aunts to go through this and my grandma to go through this? Why did it have to be my mom? Why couldn't it have been someone else? And I think you really start playing some dangerous games with those questions. And I started playing those dangerous games and it turned into resentment and anger. And I'm going to be honest, I would, I would literally think sitting in the pew Sunday morning, I would think I'm going to fake it. I'm going to fake it through this whole thing so I can go home and I'll still keep my friends and family, but I am going to sing and worship and take Lord's Supper and I'm going to pretend like I care, but I don't because because of this thing that has entered my life and I faked it which is I'm just trying to be real I'm just trying to be real and honest and it doesn't make it okay um but it does make it real because there I was sitting in the pew just like hope maybe someone in your congregation is um maybe someone in your pew is um are they faking it because I was I genuinely couldn't care less about the sermon, about the singing, about the Lord's Supper. I couldn't have cared less um, because I was so hurt and angry and bitter. Um, And so I think that just really opens your eyes to what people in the congregation are going through Um, because I've been one of those people. And thankfully, I faked it and I faked it and faked it until... Um, backstory, I live on near Clearwater Beach and one night, I don't know why, um, but one night I was feeling dramatic and cool and quirky and I was like, I'm going to drive to Clearwater Beach and I'm going to talk to God and I'm going to tell him all my issues. And so I did that. I drove, it was pitch black out. (laughs) No one was there kind of scary that I did that. I remember I brought my pepper spray. Um, but I went there and I was like, I am going to talk freely. I'm not going to pray. I am going to talk like you're in front of me, even though, oh my word, I would never, if the Lord was in front of me, I surely would never have the disrespect and anger that I had then if he was standing in front of me, but this is what broken Alexandria did. Um, but I laid it all out on the line and I said, I'm mad. Um, I was talking out loud, which I never, um, never did before. All my prayers were in my head. Um, and I talked out loud. I told him how angry I was, how much I resented him and his, plan and all this stuff that I won't get into, but I, it, it opened this door of communication that I didn't know existed. I didn't know, I didn't know that intimate communication existed with God. And even though like you read about in the scriptures and I've you know, you read Job, and I always thought Job was like a hero. 
but that's because I never read the book. And he is still an amazing man. But I never, I had never taken the time to read his book and like hear his lamenting and his questions and hear his anger. I thought he was this perfect guy who um, was tested and I was like, there's no way. So when I opened this door of communication on the beach to God, it turned into lamenting one day. It was anger, anger, anger. And then one day it was half anger, half I'm broken. I'm coming to you in anger. But also I feel this tug towards you. And I didn't know I was leaning into it, but I was looking back. And I started talking to God in laments and in my brokenness. And I would keep going until those laments eventually got me out of my resentment and my anger and turned more into God is my place of comfort. And then it turned into God is what's keeping me going. It wasn't like... One day I flipped the switch and I went to the beach and my faith was restored. No, no, no. It was, it was a slow journey, but I was so full of anger. Like there was no way I could, I'm sure there is a way. I don't want to say that, but for me in that darkness, I think I needed to learn a relationship with God instead of just, it wasn't this shallow, like, Oh, um, like, have you talked to God today? It wasn't that for me. It was, it was, it was harsher and darker. And, but eventually, like, I, now I know that God has known me in that darkness. And I'm out of that darkness, thank goodness. But I just, I don't know, it feels... It feels different because I have gone through so much love and grace from God in those in that darkness. Um, so yeah, <laughs> to say the least, yes, my mom having dementia did interfere with my faith, um, and it it still does. It still, I wouldn't say it interferes, but it definitely meets it. Um, I definitely have moments where, um, for example, when there's a new baby born in the church, um, and say the married couple lives here in Florida, but that family member, like her, the wife or the husband's family, let's say the wife, wife's family lives in, uh, South Dakota. And then when that baby, when that wife has that baby, the mom the wife's mom from South Dakota comes down and stays with them. That is hard for me. I will say that's a hard thing for me. Um, And in those moments, thankfully I can see them now. And I understand like, this is not, this is not God putting this in front of me to make me jealous, which is, that's what I would have thought before. Now this is sad because that won't happen for me, but I can be really happy for her because that's very special that her mom gets to experience that. But the devil really, he's in everything. He is in everything. And when I was grieving, he probably saw me as a little little bait and or a little fish that he was just dangling the bait of doubt and anger and I was eating it up I was loving it I was saying yes these angry thoughts validate me these doubts validate me and my anger and my grief and he probably was like yes I got her in my arms in my hands and the Lord thankfully pulled me out one day at a time and yeah so if you are struggling and you're listening to this just keep going keep going 
and look at how the devil is reaching you. What's your bait? What is it? Because I got mine. I got mine. Um, what else do I have to say? What other questions? Oh, my word. What do you love most about living in clear water? <laughs> Big change. This is the happy question I was looking for. What do you love most about clear water? We've been thinking about moving there. I love clear water. The rent is skyrocketing. Oh, my lands. It is crazy. Um, but I do love the closest to the beach. Duh. Um, I love the location of Clearwater. And, yeah, that's it. Um, okay, this is going to be a really long podcast because I've had so many rants. Um, so I'm going to end it with this. Someone said... Not a question, but I love you and Leah's friendship. That is very sweet. I do love it too. Um, I think what me and Leah have is very special. In that you meet friends that become family. And that is what has happened with me and Leah. And that's really special. Um, I... I'm really, really thankful that we've had each other through any issues that we've had. We've always had each other to deal with school issues, family issues, loss, school, going through school together, being roommates, dating, marriage, boys. Like there has been so many amazing things that we've gone, gotten to walk through together and um, it's a blessing we both have grown up in Clearwater, Florida, not Clearwater, and got that foundation when we were young, um, got that foundation of friendship while we were young at camp. So I'm very thankful. Hashtag Florida Camp. <laughs> Sponsored by Florida College, Florida Camp. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I'm very thankful. Um, I'm really thankful for this pod. Um, I... I feel like it has really helped me talk about things and um, we've gotten a lot of messages, really sweet ones about how it's helped y'all in different ways. Um, and I'm really, it's really encouraging. Uh, we don't get paid for this. Obviously this is not our job. So it's really encouraging to get messages of like, y'all encourage me to pick up my Bible or y'all encourage me to go outside or to call my mom or to call my grandparents. Like those messages are the sweetest things. Um, and we really appreciate them and that's why we do this. And so even if we take a break, we'll be back. Um, but yeah, we love you guys. Um, we love the pod, love all of our listeners, the boys and the girls. Um, and yeah, we hope y'all have a sunny day. I'll speak for Leah. Um, hope you enjoyed this. I thought it was going to be a mini Q&A, but this was not a mini. So <laughs> you got some good something sunny content from just Mrs. Oh, I really am Mrs. Farrell. Mrs. Farrell. <laughs> Anyways, love you guys. Y'all have a good day. Whatever day you're listening to this, um, go make a difference in your world. And yeah, that's it. Bye.